Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to go back to maybe around the mid-1950s. Some of us remember the mid-1950s. Some may be a little bit too young here that remember the 1950s. But if you're too young to remember, this is something that you learned uh, through American history in school. And it was almost at pretty much the height of the segregated South that we had in this country. You know, in the, in the segregation, particularly in the South, you know, black people and white people, they were not allowed to join together. And black people had their own restaurants to go to, or they had their own bathrooms to go to if it was public. Uh, they had to sit in the back of buses. They were not welcomed anywhere that just white people were to go. So it was a very bad and difficult time in our history, and thank God we've at least grown in some reality to that. But back in the 1950s, there is a situation that occurred in the state of Georgia. There were two brothers, two good Christian brothers who attended church quite regularly. The one brother finally felt that his faith, his understanding, his relationship with Jesus Christ is compelling him to start looking at this segregation and see potentially about trying to change it. So he organized a desegregated community where people could come together of all faiths, of all colors of skin, and intermingle with each other and not have this separation. Well, of course, this was back in the mid-1950s, and this was a big deal. And so this particular desegregated community, led by this one brother, ended up being obviously pretty much on the outside. People, society didn't want to have anything to do with them, and ultimately, there ended up being some legal issues that came up, and having, then they were being taken to court. The other brother, the other Christian brother, was an attorney. And so the one brother asked his attorney brother, you know, knowing that they needed help with this endeavor in the courts, if he would be willing to represent them legally. So the attorney brother, knowing how opposed people were to what was taking place, he refused. The attorney told his brother that he could lose his job. And this was a very well-respected attorney and in a very well-respected law firm. But the one brother in his faith turned to the brother and said that he was, thought he was supposed to be a Christian. And the attorney brother responded by saying, I will follow Jesus to his cross, but it is his cross. I have no need to be crucified. To that response, his other brother said, Oh, I understand. You are just an admirer of Jesus. You are not a follower of Jesus. Now, to be a follower of Jesus, we do have to admire Jesus, of course. But an admirer sees Jesus as a good teacher, wise teacher, holds Jesus in high esteem. 
But the disciple, on the other hand, takes Jesus to his or her heart. These disciples are the ones that are sent out, just like we heard in the gospel today, and just like Amos in the Old Testament reading we heard also. Those are the ones that go out and listen to the call of Jesus Christ, just like he summoned his disciples and says, now you're going out two by two. Now, realize we may not necessarily go out into this world with someone else walking next to us, but in our faith, we're never alone because the Holy Spirit is with us. So we always go out with an accompanying spirit, the power, the life of God. And we do that to go out so that we can do the work of Jesus Christ. That's our ministry. That's our call to go out and minister in the name of Jesus Christ and show the world what Jesus Christ stood for, promulgated, and gives us a spirit to continue to try to live with. That may be difficult for us, and I admit that. That's all of us, not just you, me, we're all, it's difficult sometimes. But nonetheless, that's the reality of our call in faith and in being Christ-like. I want to go back a little bit also. I think this took place in about 2006, and you may remember this, this news story. Remember the, the, the shooting that took place in Pennsylvania at an Amish school in about 2006? Remember that? What happened was this man went into this Amish school in Pennsylvania. He kicked out the teachers and the boys and just left the girls in the classroom. And he shot and killed a number of them and injured a number of them. And then he turned the gun on himself and shot himself. And he announced to, the, to those that survived, while well, he was in there, the ones that did survive, he's doing this because he was angry at God for taking his daughter away. But the astounding thing, even though this is absolutely horrible, what took place, the next thing that just astounded the world, and in particularly us in the United States, was that the parents and the families of these girls that were shot, killed, and injured went to this shooter's family and offered them compassion and forgiveness. That made international news. Instead of decrying, and obviously they were, had to be in immense pain, any of us who would lose children, particularly in a violent manner like that, we would have to be hurting to the very depth of our soul. But in their faith, in their walk with Jesus Christ, they offered not vindication or revenge or hatred. They offered love and forgiveness. And just a few weeks ago, in the church in South Carolina, where these people were killed, 
First thing out of the mouth of those officials, government officials, well, if we find this man guilty, we're going to put him to death. But what did that faith community do? Prayed for him and offered him forgiveness. We can even go back a little farther with Pope St. John Paul II when he was shot and very seriously injured. Ultimately, after his recovery, he went to the person that shot him in prison and spent time with him, prayed with him, and offered him forgiveness. These are stories, true stories. This is what you and I are called to do and to be. It's not that society can't take care of itself and do what needs to be done in justice. That's fine. But we need to also be Christ-like. I don't know how many of us are capable of sharing that kind of faith. But that's what Jesus sent these men out two by two in the gospel. Share with those you meet who I am and what I am about. I want to take just a little different twist to the, to there's an element, there's just a very small phrase. When Jesus says, if you go into someone's house, you stay there. If they're not, you know, welcoming to you or they reject you or don't feel comfortable with you, then as you leave, dust the sand off of your sandals, right? Now we can look at that and, most, and may be very well true. That what Jesus is saying, okay, you've done your thing. If they don't want to listen to it, go on your way. I'm going to take a little different attitude on that. Because you see, you and I, all of us, we're on this journey of life. And our journey, we walk it by our feet. So as we walk this life, step by step this journey, Jesus is saying by putting these sandals on, you're putting the faith onto your walk of life. These shoes, you know, if you walk barefoot, you ultimately you're going to get injured. You can hurt your feet. Your life the same way. If we put on these sandals of faith, it will help us walk along the way easier. And you know what I really think is being said? And again, this is my opinion. When Jesus says, well, you've done your thing, dust the, you know, the sand off of the bottom of your sandals. I believe he is saying, even though you've been rejected, you've been turned down, you haven't been welcomed, dust what you want to do off of your faith, which would be typically, what do we want to do? We want to get back. We want to have vengeance, hatred, revenge. Jesus is saying, dust those off of your faith sandals so your journey of faith can continue like me in a world that is filled with so much hatred and division anger, destruction and war 
Is this world not in desperate need for the disciples of Jesus Christ? Not just admirers of Jesus Christ, but disciples of Jesus Christ. Even with rejection, we're still ready to walk the faith of, of journey of faith, dusting those negative emotions and desires that we have so that the goodness of our faith, the wonder of our faith, the relationship with Jesus Christ that we have can continue in this world. Not hatred, not revenge, not anger, not war. Dust those off of our faith sandals. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bid you peace.